Hello, everyone. Welcome to Just Jana, a podcast where each month I'll speak to a variety of industry leaders to bring you education, trends, and relevant topics in franchising. I'm your host, Jana Bailey, CEO of FranNet. joining us today and welcome to the Just Jana podcast. Today I have two very special guests, two of the FranNet top brokers. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. So Mark, Corey, I'll start with you. If you could give us a little bit about your background and your time with FranNet. Coming up on my 20th anniversary with FranNet in March of 2022. Uh, Prior to that, I spent 20-plus years in corporate. I was a CPA for a few years out of college, and then I uh, moved on to a company called Olympia Entertainment in Detroit and rose to the ranks of senior vice president of that sports and entertainment uh, enterprise uh, before I decided to strike out and find a business of my own and stumbled upon FranNet in a classified ad of all places, Many of you are too young to remember what those are, uh, but uh, I started to investigate that along with other options, some franchises, existing businesses, had some crazy ideas for startups, and uh, finally settled uh, on FranNet shortly after I left my employment uh, in January of 2002. Well, we're certainly glad you did. Um, I know when I joined FranNet 15 years ago, you'd already been around a bit, so I didn't realize that uh, you weren't that far ahead of me. Of course, at the time, it seemed like a lifetime ahead of me. So anyway, well, thanks, Mark. And my other guest, Miss Megan Allen. And Megan, if you can tell us a little bit about your background and your time with FranNet and the territory in which you reside. Yeah, thank you. Um, I am a year officially as a uh, newer FranNet franchisee. I own the state of Colorado. So FranNet of Colorado, um, Colorado uh, was, you know, um, taken by another franchisee for a long time. And so I jumped on it and Jana was looking for somebody that was really, really experienced in franchising, but also um, had a lot of development experience. And I have, you know, really spent a lot of time in franchise development, probably about 20 of the 30 years I've been in franchising. People tease me and say, there's no way. And I said, well, I'm older than I look. <laughs> but um, No, I actually started when I was 17 after high school. I would go over and my dad was with a telecom company that was actually a franchise. So it was really a fun experience back then. It was the UFOC and not the franchise disclosure document, but everything was done manual. There was some faxing, but it was a lot of manual work and it really just kind of stuck with me and, and um, just so fortunate to have had so many different roles. I've been a supplier with American Express doing funding and financing. And then um, I was COO of Camp Bow Wow. And I was with that organization for about 12 years. Started when they had six camps in Denver and they're over 200 now and owned by Mars, the candy company. So I'm really proud of that. And that acquisition happened in 2014. So couldn't wait to join FranNet. One of the things that I've never done has been a franchisee myself. So I've had such a blessed 
uh, career path. And Mark was one of the first people that welcomed me. So I just love having franchise friends. Fantastic. Thank you. And Mark, I think I failed to let you tell the group or the audience um, your territory. I have the state of Michigan and I have two fine associates that work with me here. So the three of us cover the state. Fantastic. Okay, well, I'm going to bounce back to Mark a minute. Mark, what attracted you specifically? I mean, you talked about all the different things you looked at. So what attracted you to being a franchise consultant? It came down to the two things that I enjoyed most about my corporate career and being able to incorporate those into a business of my own. Number one was working with people. However, I didn't want to manage a lot of people and live with them. <laughs> uh, so this gave me the opportunity to continue to work with people on a daily basis, but not in a, in a managerial role, but more of a consultative role. Uh, and the fact that the company I worked for was really comprised of a variety of small businesses uh, in, in different industries, really, within sports, entertainment, and hospitality, and so forth. And I really enjoyed that. Uh, I was involved in starting up some of those, monitoring those businesses. And uh, so having that diversity of small businesses and being able to learn about a lot of different franchises and enlighten my clients as to the possibilities that were out there uh, are, I think, the two main things that led me to join FranNet and become a consultant. All right. Thank you. Megan, how about you? With all of that background in franchising, what attracted you to being a franchise consultant? I think it's really the making an impact across many brands instead of just being focused on one brand. Um, I really, truly care about our franchisors and our um, portfolio. And, and, you know, there's some just amazing people in franchising anyhow, but This role has gotten me into a position where I can really relate to those franchise development folks at the different franchisors. I know what they're looking for. I know what I'm looking for in a client. And that really is someone that is, is willing to show up and be curious and also have their eyes wide open to the fact that not every business is going to be suitable for them. And I think that's a good thing, right? Instead of being pushed into something that you might be miserable or more miserable than in your corporate job. I'm trying to make sure that that person's business plan, they hold true to their word of what they really want. And then seeing it all come together is so fun and and very rewarding, you know, and all the aha moments that you have every week on your weekly calls with your clients. And when they really get it, it's just like, yes, they got it. They did it on their own. And it's just great. Fantastic. Mark. What do you see as making you successful as a franchise consultant? You know, how do you define success in the role that, that you find yourself now? What leads to success, first of all, is what I refer to as the three P's. That is patience. You've got to have a ton of it. Persistence. You've got to follow up and, and be persistent. And pushiness, comma, the lack of. Mm. Nobody likes pushy people. And so I try to gently guide my clients through the process. First of all, determining if they should even start investigating. Exactly. 
and letting them know up front that I'm not going to assume it's for you because it doesn't make sense for most people. I'm honest with them about that and helping them decide if they should even begin the search process at all and then guiding them through the investigation and helping them uncover the facts on a few different pre-screened franchises that align with their needs and their goals and their profile uh, and help them get to the finish line on a yes or a no uh, on any or all of those businesses and always let them know and remind them that no is not only an acceptable answer, it's the most common answer. Good point. I think it always surprises people when any of us say that no is okay. You know, we, we would rather you say no than get into something that's not right for you. So I love hearing you say that, Mark. So Megan, what makes you successful as a franchise consultant and how would you define success in this role? Yeah, I think it's because I have the stories as well to back up why things are the way they are in franchising. I I think there's so many myths about franchising that have frustrated me over the years, but it's understandable, right? So it's that education piece on the front end, kind of like Mark said, you know, maybe it's not right for you, you know, as um, timing or, you know, if you have two little toddlers, you know, we really need to talk through the things that take up your time when you're not working, right? Because you're going to work more for yourself, but you'd probably be a lot happier. So, you know, I think it's that curiosity. I've often called myself a Sherpa. I am going to get you to the top of that mountain and I'm going to make sure that we do it right. And you feel really comfortable that you asked all the right questions and you didn't feel like you were unprepared to know what you were getting into. And you know, I think that that to me is what a franchise broker really is, is, is someone that's been there and seen people succeed and can really share those wonderful stories that it may not be for everybody, but I think you're like this. And this is what I'd like to see you be able to accomplish in your life. Fantastic. So Mark, 20 years, what advice do you have for someone looking to buy a franchise? Before they even begin to consider uh, business ownership and selecting a particular type of business or franchise, make sure you've got your why in place. Mm. Is there a compelling reason for doing this? Uh, Because that's the first question that has to be answered. And I will tell them the story of my journey where I first made the decision that I was going to get into a business of my own and leave corporate. That was, a, that was a done deal. I was a 10 on a scale of one to 10. Before I even started looking at these franchises and existing businesses and startups, because there's two very important questions that have to be answered. Uh, the first is, I want to be in business. I need to be in business. I'm a 10. And then the second is, okay, now let's find the right one. Uh, after researching thoroughly uh, several different options. So that compelling reason is, is really important. It's not enough to say that you think you can make a lot of money in this type of business or, or my neighborhood needs this type of, of business. Uh, that's not enough to take on the commitment uh, and the investment to provide that business yourself. Uh, you got to think about what it's going to give you and is that important enough 
to make that kind of commitment to starting and managing this business over several years. Thank you. Megan, how about you? What advice do you give someone starting this journey? I really spend time on the different jobs that a franchise owner has to have within their own small and medium-sized business. So if you come from a corporate America background, I'm like, well, how comfortable are you in marketing, you know, and sales? And we do that very specifically because we want to make sure that if they're resting place, they're not worried about being good at something, right? Like, or that they have a story about, I'm not good with numbers. Well, with today's technology, those things are starting to be a little bit easier and good franchisors have the tools to make people successful. And so you really have to kind of let go of that mystique of, well, I'm not good at this. You know, that story that people have. And and, um, I really love that because it kind of gives people this chance to really believe in themselves in a way that perhaps they weren't really thinking about before they came into the conversations with me. And that's really, I don't know, that really is like an exciting part of this job is building someone up to know that they can do it and them really believing it, not just, you know, saying, yeah, 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 but actually using words and phrases that, that show that they've been listening and really do want to bet on themselves. And I think we're seeing a lot of that more now um, because of the pandemic. I think people Mm -hmm. have really spent some time thinking about it, you know, while they've been quarantined about what's going to make them happy in life. So that's really been really rewarding. And, you know, of course, also seeing so many more women, you know, get into franchising has been just what great timing for me to join Franet because that's something I've always been passionate about anyways. So it's really cool. Great. Mark. Megan referred to misconceptions earlier. What would you say the most common misconceptions are that you've seen through the years? One would be that uh, prior industry experience is required Mm -hmm. to own or operate a franchise. Uh, I'll let people know that rarely is that prior industry experience required. Sometimes it's even frowned upon. Because franchising is successful when people from various walks of life bring their transferable skills to the table and put those to effective use by learning and following someone else's system. So what the the franchisor is looking for is not your expertise in their business. They're going to teach that to you. They want to know about the transferable skills uh, that will help you be successful once you learn and follow their system. That's so true. Um, and, and you really hit on it. I, I was with a hair care franchise prior to joining FranNet. And some of our franchisees that struggled the most were hairdressers. And that always surprised people. Well, it's their comfort zone was doing hair. So, you know, you had franchisees who didn't know anything about the hair business. They knew how to run a business. So it's I think you, you write that a lot of people think that's totally different because I remember having people say, well, I don't know anything about the hair business. And I was like, great, good. There, there's the first check mark. You're doing great. So let's keep going. So Megan, how about you in, in your time with us already? What, what are your common misconceptions you see? Just that it's more expensive than trying to do it on your own. It just, you know, I love that conversation actually, because, um, I always challenge them to talk to a friend that owns a private business. And then 
to talk to the franchisees of the system that they're looking at and, and really have them tell the, tell the truth about, you know, how much they're paying for a graphic designer, you know, if they're a private business, you know, all of the things that add up to really equal that royalty fee, you mm-hmm. certainly go above and beyond. And when, before I was a franchisee with Franet, I had my own consulting business and, and I did track that. And it is by far more than, you know, what I'm spending now with Framnet. So I think that that's a really good thing. And also the other thing is just, there are savings in, in, you know, buying power between franchisees and franchisors are smart to utilize that negotiate for it because there's no reason to be paying the same fee, you know, if you were a single business. And so I've always really enjoyed explaining the the operational stuff, right? Getting it mm-hmm. a little into the the other savings and not just doing the, you know, the flashy parts of that brand. I also want to make sure that they understand how organized um, the franchisor is as well. Yeah, so true. And one of the things, Megan, I don't think people ever account for when they compare to doing it themselves is all the mistakes they're going to make and how costly yes. it's going to be. Yeah. Um, having been a banker for all those years and working with com- in commercial lending, the, the scariest thing about a start from scratch entrepreneur, they don't know what they don't know. Nothing. And the, the bad mistakes they make and the things they don't know are going to be way more than any startup cost with a franchise company. So, so true. Yeah. All right. So fun question. And then I'll let you all go back to your day and we'll wrap up our, our podcast. But Mark, when you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? The fifth Beatle. <laughs> You'll show your age there, Mark. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. That says a lot about Mark. Megan, how about you? What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, my God. I have to tell people um, that I went to school to become an English professor um, and teach old English. That's an insane goal. But, you know, grammar, all those things really have gone to the wayside. So I'm really glad that I took that English language, you know, Mm. so seriously, because communication is so important as a professional and an executive. And, you know, I I just don't think people challenge themselves or read enough still like a good old book, but I am old school. So I really like leaving voicemails and I like, you know, reading a book before bed to make myself tired. So yeah, I would have, I think I really would have enjoyed it, but I, I realized early on that that was probably, I was just too wanting to get out there in the world and, and travel the United States yeah. at the time. So it was a really good decision to put that off. Maybe someday I'll do it again, but probably not. I'm pretty, well, uh, pretty happy with Franet and being in the franchise industry. Well, I definitely know who I need to send my documents to that I feel like <laughs> need a little extra proofreading now. So you, you just may have got signed up for that. Oh, <laughs> so I want to thank you both for taking the time today to be with us. And I know that our audience will appreciate hearing from both of you. And I'm so proud that you both were named as top consultants, top brokers in our industry. I say constantly, I'll put the FranNet brokers up against anybody in this industry. The integrity and the reputation that has been established by those in this organization is something to be proud of. And you two are prime examples of why we celebrate our awesome 
FranNet consultant. So thank you for joining me today for Just Jana. And I hope everyone has enjoyed getting to know Mark and Megan. Thanks, Jana. It was really fun. Yeah, thank you.